0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: But yeah, so it was, uh, it's kind of funny being a Ford guy living in a small town where it's like, you know everybody, and all the old guys, you know, we have a dirt track and there's nobody races Fords up there unless you're running hobby stock and a Mustang with a Mm -hmm. 2.3. So it's like everybody's towing their Chevy Camaro to the dirt track with their square body Chev. And oh, it's that dumb '70s Ford you got. I bet that thing's got four horsepower, and it probably broke on the way here. <laughs> Jeez, like, man, it's fine.
2: <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. I
1: fixed it yesterday
3: yeah. and the day before. It's fine. I'm really in tune with how this truck works. Okay. Yeah. America's Diesel Podcast
2: brought to you by Diesel Power Products, America's
3: Diesel Superstore. No salesman, just enthusiasts.
2: DieselPowerProducts.com.
3: Your number one source for all things decent. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. This is Ben and
2: Tyler and...
3: Jesse. You have to take that charisma and
2: tone it down a little bit. Listen, you don't have to feel bad. I had no idea the episode was actually starting. I wasn't even paying attention.
1: See, I I listen to a lot of podcasts that start out that way, and it still caught me off guard.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. to sneak up on people.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you want to play paper boats? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Usually, we have to uh, wait until we get like uh, all of our uh, non—I'm um, going to call it PG thirteen. Yeah. PG thirteen rated stories out of the way first, yeah. and then we finally get down to the ones that are actually you know okay.
3: Yeah, <laughs> okay for mass consumption mm-hmm. at least without a password. <laughs> if you know what I
4: mean.
3: uh, But yeah, thank you for tuning in. This is America's Diesel Podcast coming at you from Spokane, Washington. Uh, if you are watching... Oh man, my intro's all messed up today. It's been that kind of week so far. We're like slowly getting back to normal here. Yeah. But yeah, uh, make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you listen <coughs> to podcasts. You can find us on there by searching America's Diesel Podcast. We're also on the social medias. The Instagrams, the Facebooks, the TikToks, not really, but we're there. Uh, Instagram, by the way, thank you, everybody, for commenting on our last post about things that we should talk about. Yeah. It was fantastic, and I wrote all of them down. Yeah. We're going to hammer through all of those things. Absolutely. Uh, If you do have a question pertaining to a certain episode or something that we say in the episode, YouTube is a great place to kind of start that and get that discussion going because we do have a lot of people that watch there. Uh, You may get a comment back from our fact checker, Jim Lawrence who me and him were DMing. on? We slid into his DMs uh, a couple nights ago on the old Instagram. Yeah. I think it was last night, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Jim Lawrence, got you, bro. Uh, yeah, leave a comment there, and uh, I am responding to those darn near daily. Um, and also, you know, ring the bell, subscribe, all that normal YouTube malarkey that everybody puts out there because uh, at the end of the day, that does actually help us. Uh, if you do need to get a part for your truck, uh, and you want me or Tyler to do it for you, I'm not saying don't ask us. Just if you got to get it fast, don't ask us. Because <laughs> a lot of times we we stack our emails up and answer all of those in a question or in a, a question and answer episode. So if you need to get a part going ASAP, make sure and call our sales techs. They are on the phones at 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time Monday through Friday. That is 12 hours a day, folks. They are here waiting. And willing. And willing to give you just the best <laughs> service. The best service you've Ever had <laughs> okay eight 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 nine nine three four three seven three. Also, if you are placing orders on the website, uh, make sure in the notes section throw a podcast in there. Helps me out. I go through and I search orders every couple of days to see if there's any orders related to the show because that does help us to kind of figure out if this actually works. Yeah, yeah. do but what else honest, helps us? Yeah, because I mean we're not doing it to like obviously make money, but we're doing you know you don't want to lose money right like we talked about flipping you don't want to you don't lose money in the deal right you know what i mean what
2: also helps us is reviews absolutely so keep those five-star reviews coming. and leave a five-star review on any of the platforms that ben mentioned earlier screenshot that and send it to podcast at america at podcast at Come on, dieselpowerproducts.com make sure you include a picture of your truck and an address that we can send a super six sticker or two looks just like logo on all three of our cups Yeah.
3: Last piece of intro. If you do call in and place an order, make sure whoever you're talking to let them know that you are a podcast listener. That way, they can throw a podcast in the notes section. Yeah. Yeah, If you talk to Mark,
2: let him know how shitty his tip looks on his truck. (laughs) Great
3: looking truck.
2: Yeah. Terrible exhaust tip. Hundred (laughs) percent. I don't care who knows it. I don't don't care at all. Yeah. I saw a truck literally today. Okay. It was a Duramax. It was a sorry. It was an LML. That was lifted. Um, and he, I had my window down a little bit and he's like driving past me and I don't know if he like needs brakes or like I had a, a shit wheel bearing, but it was like,
4: mm-hmm. ritchie, ritchie,
2: ritchie, I'm like, dude, how do you not hear that? And then he passed me and he had one of those tips and I was like, Oh, that's why you don't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> You're one it's of a, those $700 tip.
3: <laughs> Bargain bin wheel bearings. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. You got anything out of the used parts store? You know? Yeah. Yeah.
2: You got any discounts? (laughs) (laughs) This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away.
3: Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house Fuel Bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, Our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time.
2: Both these additives are available on our website, DieselPowerProducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. All right. Let's get uh,
3: down to the outfit in the room. This very handsome man between Tyler and I. Yeah. His name is Jesse.
1: Can confirm. Can confirm.
3: (laughs) Jim Lawrence, fact check that. This is Jesse. Deal with it. Uh, Jesse works in the shop here. Um, He works beside
2: Dirthead Dave, which we all know and love. Um, we should actually say he Durhead Dave actually works beside him because he's always I was going to yeah. mention yeah, that. It, yeah. Right. yeah, you just yeah. screwed up, man. Because <laughs> Durhead Dave makes
3: appearances. Um, <laughs> Jesse's here, like, all the time, and it's glorious. Um, so if you've ever, if you're on our Instagram or Facebook or anything and you've seen that, uh, the F-450 that we have, the Atlas, um, he's the man behind the mission on that flatbed. A lot of the cool stuff that seems like you just can't buy it, you can't find it on the website coming out of that brain right there.
2: Yeah, because he made it with his hands.
3: <laughs> oh, his hands in his brain. Just all kinds of magic happening there. Not a lot of brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough to make your hands magical. That's all it matters, man.
1: <laughs> no, it's been a fun truck to build. It's uh, really been a learning experience to try and figure out how to build a whole flatbed from scratch. And
2: That was your first flatbed you've first, ever built. First flatbed I've ever built. and uh, It was one hell of a nice one, I tell you yeah. what. <laughs> <laughs> I can't i just can't wait to see the second and the third one (laughs) i i don't know (laughs) that's that's it 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 there's
3: no pressure either it's just a 2021 f450 (laughs) and you're doing it's all aluminum. don't worry you got it yeah
1: (laughs) no that's uh the 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 hard part was already out of the way we already took the knife to that truck a long time ago that's true yeah
4: so
3: So i want to tell a quick story before we get into the background of who is jesse uh, I don't know if I told you this story, but I was standing in your office. you remember the first time you saw Jesse's little ranch, Ranchero Crown Vic? Yeah. Girl? Yeah. I freaked out. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that was when you were coming in for your interview. And so I was standing in Tyler's office, and I think you were probably going westbound on Broadway, and you overshot, and you went into the fairgrounds to turn around and come back. And I saw your, your Crown Vic... Ranchero Camino whatever the hell yeah. you want to call it with basically a Crown Vic with a bed on it and, and like off road tires and a sick paint job. <laughs> I saw it pull in and turn around I was like I saw Tyler we were I, I think we were actually having like an important conversation it's like
4: oh, what is that? Dude, look, 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 look!
3: And like I'm yelling at Tyler like I'm a four year old kid, like I'm never gonna see this car again. Yeah, I'm like this is like this is a Spokane only thing. I'm never gonna see that car again. I debated like running out the front door to try and get another. Like I gotta get a picture. Yeah.
2: What is this thing? Well, do you know what's funny is when we first saw that I uh, like I don't remember when you came back, but you came back and I saw it like in the back. Yeah. And I was like, Ben it's back yeah i was all like like little kid excited I was like it's back it's here oh man they're like oh he works here now We're yeah like, oh right on sick
3: <laughs> but yeah so that that was my first experience with anything that uh jesse had had built so let's get a quick little biography on jesse hi jesse hi where are you from
1: i'm from republic washington which the, is up by the canadian border
3: gotcha so, for most people that don't know, it's like the northeast corner of Washington.
1: Yep, 120 miles north of where we're sitting right
3: now. Nice, cool. Uh, what's your sign? I don't know. That's don't fine. No. Don't answer that question. <laughs> no no, no, that no question. self-respecting man should know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a test that I just passed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100 out of 100. So, what what uh, what got you into working
1: with your hands? Um, my dad was a. Uh, uh dirt track racer raced uh open wheel sprint cars and had old trucks and old muscle cars and stuff back in the day and i was always out in the shop with them and kind of just went from there i got my first car when i was 13 and uh i've had a ton now so Mm -hmm. it's uh i think we're up in the mid 80s now for i was gonna say
2: like Jesse's car collection or truck car his automobile collection. Yeah. Is like what every man wants to have, but no wife will let them. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to live vicariously through Jesse, you should probably follow him on Instagram. It's at Man. Yep. Which honestly is a fantastic handle. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's one of those ones where like did you did you make that like a long time ago?
1: That was my original one, yeah.
3: Yeah, like you can always tell when there's like a, a good username. Because they, they probably made it a long freaking time ago instead of like, um like, Joanne underscore unicorn underscore fit dot like like fitness. Yeah. Like, okay, obviously you you made that just now because you had to have it. But like no dashes, no numbers, outlaw Ford man.
1: Yeah, it it came about because I'm a man. <laughs> uh, I
3: Keep like
1: going. I like Fords uh-huh. and my name is jesse james adams so oh right. you know, it worked out
3: <laughs> that works very well it was yeah you know, my, my original instagram name was belit 85 super lame. <laughs> yours is good now though School School, bus bus bin, that's yeah. perfect i'll be honest i like it took me a long time to think of that <laughs> it's like me and cameron actually had conversations about this i was like cameron i uh i want to change my instagram name i don't want it to be something like cool you know what i mean but like <laughs> he was like dude i know exactly how you feel because he was going through when he did his <laughs> dirt portal yeah remember that When I mean, he was like trying all these different instagram names and stuff like that before he settled on you know he's got Cameron, he's got momentum co um <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was it was a very calculated decision um I'm not proud that it was calculated because nothing, nothing should actually take that much time for Instagram in your life, but it was. I'm very proud of it. I think it works very well.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, when you're a you know minor celebrity such as yourself, you have to have a good name
3: to go off. Freaking of. J-list celebrity. Yeah,
2: I was <laughs> gonna say like how far does the letters go? <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: If you figure my son is Z, I might be J. Yeah. Just because I can talk. He's. I mean, he can talk, just not all like very well. Right. You know. So. <laughs> beating that dude
2: (laughs) so you're you're a ford
3: guy
1: yep okay but i I have
2: a feeling it's not modern
1: fords uh not really just the one i have one modern ford yeah um everything else is like pre-1979 and that's i grew up with 73 to 79 dent side ford trucks yeah um back before anybody called them a dent side or a bump side or any of the lame new terms that we have to use um it uh yeah my dad has a 77 uh f-250 four-wheel drive that he bought when he was 18 and i grew up wrenching on that thing and riding in it and four wheeling and uh had a bronco too when i was kind of hey of, yeah, my my dad bought it i think when i was 10 or 11 years old and that's what i really learned to four wheel in and it was a weird bronco it was a first year like 84 85 that had factory limited slips front and rear and 410 uh-huh. gears it went Everywhere,
3: wow. <laughs> yeah. Small wheelbase. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, and it was a two, two eight carbed automatic. Yeah. And it was ugly. It was tan and blue. Two Whoa. tone. Okay. I've a only Eddie seen
2: our action. Yeah. I've
1: only ever seen two that color and they were both in my hometown. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they were probably like, we've got these ugly shit Bronco twos. Yeah. Senator Republic. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Senator they'll, Republic. They'll, they'll sell. They'll eat them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a, I think I had a 87. So as far, Maybe. I'm pretty sure it was fuel injected. Yeah, that would have been injected. Okay. A two, that point. Uh,
3: yeah, they switched to a two nine fuel injected. I had an '88 Ranger, that same engine. Yeah,
2: I, w- I will say I didn't have any of the fancy differentials that you have, but yeah. I tell you what, like being in high school with with one of those and like wheeling, like it, I felt like I could go anywhere in that thing,
1: like anywhere. <laughs> that like, was, was that was the problem I had is that I had full size Ford pickups, and you know went places had pretty good luck off-road with those big trucks and then got a ranger with a 29 and open diffs and <laughs> immediately got stuck everywhere i went yeah, and was like oh,
4: this sucks <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but it was also uh you know small town america it's kind of uh, i don't want to be disparaging to uh rednecks but small towns are basically chevrolet related it's it kind of seems to be Uh, the i mean
3: honestly spokane is the smallest quote-unquote town i've ever actually like truly lived in so yeah i i have no comment on that one i mean i I honestly see a ton of forts here
1: yeah oh no spokane's pretty good but like i mean my town's like 1500 people Mm -hmm. and it and we had a chevy dealership that closed a couple years before i was born Mm -hmm. but it was there for in various forms i think for the better part of 40 years and they had an international dealership, so there's some scouts laying around. But that's about it. My 72 F-250 was sold new where I live, but we didn't have a Ford dealership. We just had a guy that had a dealer's license and would come get stuff from Wendell and take it, <laughs> take it back to Republic and sell it. <laughs> oh, really? Hey. Um, but yeah, so it was, uh, it, it's, it's kind of funny being a, a Ford guy living in a small town where it's like, you know everybody, Mm -hmm. and all the old guys you know we have a dirt track and there's nobody races fords up there unless you're running hobby stock and a mustang with a two three Mm -hmm. um so it's like everybody's towing their chevy camaro to the dirt track with their square body chev and oh it's that dumb 70s ford you got I bet that thing's got four horsepower and it probably broke on the way here
2: <laughs> jeez
1: like man it's fine <laughs> leave me alone yeah i fixed it yesterday <laughs> yeah. and the day before it's fine
3: i'm really in tune with how this truck works right now okay yeah
1: yeah so my, oh good no i want to hear Oh, keep going right? no my dad uh a mechanic he worked for a hardcore chevy guy hmm. and uh He'd just every every day on my uh, walk home from school, I'd walk by the shop and be, he'd be like, "One of these days, you'll figure it out. <laughs> one of these days, you'll like you'll like Chevrolets. Like you're gonna you'll figure it out." And the thing I love the most is that every Chevy guy always told me, "Oh, these are the Ford. They're dumb. You know, they got every, everything's different. You try to put a motor from one into another, and all everything's wrong. Chevy, everything's the same." It's the biggest lie I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> there is one thing that's the same about a Chevrolet, and it started in 1955, and it's still going. That's the bell housing pattern. That's <laughs> about it.
4: <Yeah.
1: laughs> The fact that Chevrolet is spelt the same. For yeah. The I always loved that, too. Oh, Chevrolet. That's that's American as it gets. Yeah. Louis Chevrolet, the French guy. Oh,
3: it <laughs> silent T? Yeah.
4: Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Chevrolet. Yeah. Chevrolet? <laughs> She's eating Surrender Monkey? Like, come on, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess
1: it's American that uh, they used a French guy's name, to start a company and then he got kind of screwed out of the whole thing
3: yeah Yeah. I mean it is pretty American to I guess like you know just basically flipping the bird you know doing something and like in spite of everybody else and succeeding like the whole Ferrari Lamborghini thing obviously they're not American but something like that but a dude with a French name coming over and making you know solid trucks. I'm not going to say they're pieces of crap or anything like that because obviously I'm a Ford guy. I mean, Jesse have already determined that. We're bonded for life pretty early on
2: because uh, he's like the only other
3: Ford guy here. Hey,
2: I'm a, I'm a Ford person but I'm a, You're a classic person. car Ford right. guy. So, I mean, there's that. But I will say as far as like manufacturers, I think Ford has one of like the coolest stories of like like the whole uh, Le Mans race and building the GT40 hmm. and like all like where they're taking on Ferrari like that's one of the coolest and like to me like one of the most American kind of stories that you can that with uh, w- w- that is involved with classic cars like how you know the owner of Ford was just like I'm gonna get those guys I'm like we're yeah. just we're doing it we're doing it like, we're gonna beat them I always
3: view like especially old school stuff like you know trucks or I say especially trucks like the to me it always seemed like the Chevy guys, the guys in development were sitting there they're like, Well, we already got this good. Does that work? Well, Jim says it works. You got anything written down on it? No. Okay, that's fine. What about you, Daryl? That works? Yeah, cool. Okay. Make it work. Cindy, write out the paperwork, send it out. Yeah. I'm like, Did it work? Yeah, okay. Show on floor. Sold. <laughs> this is the new nineteen eighty nine. Whereas at Ford you get like dudes in lab coats. Like <laughs> it's like trying to like refine things. Yeah. It just it always seems like the, the Ford stuff was more and we're going to get you a lot of hate for this because obviously FOR There's the whole thing like I don't speak FOMOCO and it's partially because, in my opinion, Ford was always progressing. There's they're always you know trying to find the best way to do it, so that's why there's lots of changes throughout the years and whatnot. Um, but it seems like Chevy's like Does it works. Yeah, I don't fucking care. Yeah, so, <laughs> just keep it going. Just keep it going, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and as far as it uh, makes me laugh, the speaking FOMOCO, I have part numbers in my head just from years of uh, it's like it's funny when you connect with like another old like a classic ford person and you just know that they know mm-hmm. You're like yeah that's a d2 te block and they're oh yeah yeah that's cool yeah. <laughs> and they just know <laughs> yeah. and you you have this like secret little connection with them because the chevy guys are just like you got 350 hell yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i do too all right cool man yeah, three fifty four volt main man. they have got an Elbruck yeah. intake on there. Elbruck six hundred TFM carb. Yeah. Got my nice chrome parts store air cleaner on it. <laughs> <laughs> Another five horse. I flipped yeah. the yeah.
4: lid. <laughs> flipped the lid. Yeah, makes, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I, that, that must be that. That's pretty cool. Because I mean, i like nowadays, it seems like one of those things where like our our generation of of you know enthusiasts, like you don't, you know, it must be pretty cool for an old guy to see a young guy that's that into it and know that kind of stuff. Like that was like. Like one in a one in a million wow, yeah that headphones that, are doing uh, some weird things i've for gotten
1: some- gotten onto properties full of cars because you know a lot of old guys it's the classic thing they're gruff and get off yeah, the oh lawn yeah. and everything what do you want no it's not for sale and you talk to them for a minute and then they go well he's he knows something these are just some punk yeah. yeah i had one guy I was like pointing out stuff on trucks like differences and whatever you yeah, you can tell 73 to 79 Fords, like 73 to 75 has an emblem on the fender, and 76, or 73 to 76 has the emblem on the fender, 77 it goes up on the cowl. Mm-hmm. So there's little differences like that. So you can look out in a field and start to determine what year something is, and you say that, you know, and the guy goes, how'd you know that? Well, because of this. Well, you're like in your 20s. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, but i do this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is all I do. This is all I sit around. I sit around and look at part numbers all day because I'm a Ford guy, and I have to to make sure that my 390 goes back where a 390 came out of. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. It consumes my life. <laughs> Huge shout-out to ISPRO for making badass gauges and sponsoring the podcast.
2: Absolutely. We've been selling ISPRO gauges, gosh, ever since I can remember. Um, ISPRO for years has been giving consumers the ability to, to monitor their trucks Accurately, Uh, Whether you're looking for something with a little bit more racy of a look or something more factory match, ISPRO's got you covered.
3: One of the things I love about the kits that they sell is not only do they come in a bunch of different denominations, you can get, you know, 0 to 40 or 0, whatever you're looking for with the color designation on there, but they come with the wiring too.
2: Absolutely. Super easy to install. If you're looking for a set of analog-type gauges today, check them out. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in, and ISPRO, you're the best. Absolutely so what you're driving right now and i i know it's not diesel but i want to talk about it anyways because it's kind of like we were i was just talking to you about it the other day and it's kind of like a it's almost like a mad max mustang <laughs> it's kind of like a rally yeah like it, it's cool so yeah tell, tell them what you what you got
1: going on uh, right. 2018 mustang ecoboost which uh doesn't get as much hate as i thought it would you know the the old thing was like oh you got got a v6 muscle car what's wrong with you yeah and now it's like a four-cylinder mustang that's 310 horse that'll keep up with a gt and smoke any 46 gt car from you know 2009 back Mm -hmm. and uh they don't get a lot of hate no um six-speed manual fun little car gets awesome gas mileage um i've pulled 35 mpgs with it sometimes um it's got method trail series wheels on it (laughs) This is Falcon all terrains. Uh, I've got four Hella uh 4, 000 series rally lights for the front of it. Um just started doing exhaust on it, which I'm using to take off truck parts yeah, this to know <laughs> hey, that. Because they're free. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, it's kind of a rally inspired Mustang more than just the like normal like I'm gonna put 19 inch wheels and you know, fancy tires, and I'm going to get $800 headlights, and I don't know, you can't get $800 exhaust tips like you can for a diesel pickup. Okay. <laughs> well, There's an equivalent of that somewhere in the race crowd. Oh,
3: I'm sure yeah. there is. It's, it's the, uh, the 304 cat-back exhaust. Yeah. That overcomes comes pre, uh, pre-rainbowed or whatever. Oh, yeah. God. And you've actually, uh, did, did you go overlanding in that? I did. I drove, too. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: uh, I drove to the Bonneville Salt Flats for Speed Week this year and camped in the back of it for three nights. I didn't and know then, you did that. uh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I left work Friday afternoon uh, four o'clock, start driving straight there, um, slept somewhere in the middle of Idaho, and for a couple hours got to the flats, hung out there, got to actually wrench on a car with a team of guys, um, hook up from Dirthead Dave, I should say that. Right on. Um, mm-hmm. So, got to go out, like, actually to the starting line, like, see the cars running. It was a really cool experience. Probably the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Like, it was it dude, was really
3: cool. When you came back, like, like, I'm not trying to, like, this is not a mean thing to be, like, you were talking about it for, like, three weeks, Yeah, and you were, like, glowing. <laughs> every time you were talking, dude, I did this, like, oh, man. And every time we talked about it, just, the, like, the grin you got right now, because yeah. I'm sure you're remembering what you did. It was just, like... One of those moments, I was like, "This is badass." Yeah, no,
2: it was amazing. Like, I'll be going back to that place till I'm dead. Like, mm. even how, if how I don't race. It? Like, how was like? Because I've only seen it, you know, on like you know pictures and video. Mm. It is
1: it, the weirdest surface you'll ever walk on in your life. Like, like what is it?
2: Like, the salt. I mean, I know it's yeah. salt, but like, what does it feel like? It, like, what is
1: it? It's it's kind of loud sometimes. Like, it's kind of weird and just like, it's like you know, kind of crunchy in some spots, but then it's soft and mushy in other spots and it gets all over everything. Like you're just covered. And then this is, it's the only kind of ground that instantly hurts you. Like (laughs) like you think like, oh, I'm just going to lay down real quick to get this Zeus button on the bottom of this car. And you're like, oh, I'm covered in salt now. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like kind of, you know, salt's kind of sharp when it's, you know, and, and it's salt. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> right. Just Take a jar of salt and rub it all over your arm. You can't figure it
3: out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then mix in like cuts and brake clean and oil. Oh, yeah. And then like did literally you, salt in the wound. Yeah. Did you, did you taste it? No, uh. I do have
1: some in my car somewhere. My car was covered. Was it? It was. Co- and it's crazy because there's guys out there. I've never seen more 32, 33, 34 Ford hot rods. I mean, you know, the, the stuff, the hot rods that are worth the most money on the planet, 32 to 34 Fords. Yeah period correct race cars from back in the day that are survivors, some of them restored, some of them new cars that have been built to look old, all out on the salt, driving around, covered in salt, quarter panels covered in salt, the entire under the car, and I'm like, Oh, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, <laughs> because then you go back to a shop for like three weeks <laughs> and disassemble that car <laughs> and clean every square inch with a toothbrush. Because oh. otherwise, it's totally boned.
4: <laughs> yeah,
2: I've always liked uh, what they race there. The because uh, <clears throat> like back in the day, they would take like the old uh, like fuel tanks off of planes. Oh yeah, belly tank. Racers. Belly tank yeah. racers. I think those are so freaking cool like i was watching an episode of um, american pickers Mm -hmm. and there's a southern california shop that made like a period correct uh belly tanker and it is so freaking cool like it it, it's just amazing to look at it's just like wow that is like guys would literally find these these tanks cut them open put a seat in it put an engine and it open wheel like they're just badass
1: a lot of them had like v8 v860 flatheads which are like this big like yeah. it's still a v8 motor they're tiny you know, they ran them in midgets and everything else yeah but they'd fit one of those back in that tank and the guy'd be in front of it you know they were all all pretty much rear engine i think and i had a chance to buy a just uncut belly tank it was out in the uh, wheat country really you know because they drop them things in training Mm -hmm. well they drop all kinds i mean still to this day my buddies talk about getting like big tarps and stuff from when they're doing military drills they'll just leave it out in the hayfield really so this farmer he they had had this belly tank for 60 years or something sitting on the farm and i could have bought it for a hundred dollars and it was when i was like 19 and i you know dirt broke yeah it's like oh man if only I had ever had $100 <laughs>
4: <laughs> for a big tank yeah. <laughs>
1: that I'll never do anything with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then it got sold at auction. The guy that bought it bought it for like $300 and it was like, yeah, I'm going to make it into a sign. Oh, <laughs> lame. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: seriously. i to you
3: down and punch <laughs> you in the throat.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but oh, so before I forget this, uh, to bring it all back to America's Diesel Podcast. Boom. Um, yeah. Lots of diesel stuff going on down at the salt really yeah there was uh it was fun to watch there was a diesel uh streamliner one of the really? big long you know and it just trail black smoke i mean it was like the funniest because you're in this <clears throat> the um just widest open well wide and white mm-hmm. open landscape and so everything you're seeing it was kind of smoky it Was when all the wildfires and everything were going on like all over the west coast so for the first couple of days, you couldn't even see the mountains in the background. It was like some weird horror movie where you're in, like, there's this, like, mist everywhere, and then you're on this white lane. I mean, like another it just, planet. Yeah, you couldn't see anything. Yeah, it was real alien. And uh, then this, you know, streamliner goes across the salt, and it's just this trail of black smoke for three miles, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
2: because the, they still when they start out they like push them right with a vehicle yeah a until lot, they because the gears are yeah, yeah they got so crazy high. like you know 200 gears on them
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and that's uh there was a some diesel powered trucks i think is it uh jessel or one of the parts brands has like a, a famous like dodge cummins powered the only one that truck. i know, I know banks had one banks, yeah so.
3: banks that. Uh, the only one that i know for sure is uh there's and it's because i sold them our, our hoses for some like not for some reason but obviously our hoses are the best but uh our dpp branded uh intercooler hoses um there's a company or a team called salty box racing i and they called me and like it was, it was like way it was like three four years ago and they're like oh yeah we we do you know right, look at me on facebook i looked at him on facebook i was like holy shit like, you these are like the real deal and he's like yeah for some reason like the hoses you guys make I don't even know if you guys are making it or not, but, like, we've run, like, 120 PSI through those things, and they do not break. They, I've had other hoses that look exactly the same. They break. These ones, I don't know why. I don't know what you're doing. Because <laughs> he originally called me. He's like, I need, like, like seven of this dimension. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? No one orders seven of these. Yeah. <laughs> like, what truck you work is like, okay, so I'm a team called. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah. oh, okay, I got you now. I got you now. Okay, 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 Um that's the only one i really know of there's
2: also like a tech school i know that was building a salt flat racer mm-hmm. um it was like a uh you know after after high school kind of i don't know I, I can't remember the name of them but i know they were working on a salt flat runner as well
3: yeah i've always wanted to try and go to that i wouldn't say necessarily on my bucket list just because i'm getting old now i'm not that old but like getting old up there so you gotta like refine your bucket list you know um, but I've always wanted, like, it's always one of those things where whenever I see, like, a, a video excerpt or, like, if you're watching Power Block or something like that and they cover the salt fats, I'm always just like...
2: Well, it's just a historic so cool. place. I mean, yeah. there's been so many... I mean, they, they've been running there for freaking ever. Yep. And so many records have been set there. And it's, it's just a... To me, it's definitely a bucket list thing because it's just such a historic place. Mm-hmm. Just to be able to see it, I mean, is probably, like... Like you said, it's that like kind of an alien place. Like, yeah. <clears throat> and, and it's crazy that there's that kind of place in the U.S. that's just sitting there that these freaking motorheads found. <laughs> They're just like, this is perfect to race on. Let's do it. One, <laughs> well, it, it, I mean, it's.
1: Like the way i describe it to everybody i mean you have to go there like it's there's no like you can't their words don't figure it out like you can't explain it and Mm -hmm. when you can explain it good you can read hot rod magazine every year you know from when you're a teenager like i did and see a salt flask and go oh man i'm gonna go there someday and then you get there and you're like oh i get it like this is what it is and it's the purest form of hot rodding on the planet like you see, I want to go
3: fast. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. that, and everybody. There's thousands of people there. Yeah. hundreds of race cars. Everybody is on the same team. Everybody's there to set records. A lot of guys are there to set the same record, and they don't care if somebody it beats them. They're yeah. trying to help the guy that's beating them. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that was the cool thing from like I like I said before, I grew up around you know small town dirt tracks. Well, that's where the biggest like you know oh i'm gonna get that that guy put me in the wall that guy you know got in my rear end on on turn three and i'm gonna show him what's what next lap and then there's a there's a fight in the pits later and everybody's (laughs) yelling at the flagger and the tow truck driver which i was for a while (laughs) (laughs) and uh um you know it's it's all politics it's all just a big you know good old boys like club that's just Mm. full of crap and all these guys down there you walk around there'd be guys in the middle like changing stuff on their car and everything and if you're walking by and you show interest and you say like "Oh, i really like your car they just are like oh really yeah well this is what we're doing right now we're going for this record they just want to i mean everybody yeah. there's like a cool car guy like yeah i i didn't meet a stranger the whole time i was there i walked up to guys like that like i didn't know were as big of a deal as they were and just walked them oh man i really like your car and then i'm like find out later like oh shit <laughs> that's, that's, like
2: a, that's like a main dude <laughs> yeah.
1: like the guys I was helping with like I knew that they were you know were a big deal but then like really figuring out while I'm there like oh everybody here like when I'm like oh yeah I'm helping out on this team they're like oh yeah we know <laughs> like yeah they're they're going for the yeah, and I'm like oh
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't know I, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong or not but uh, like I feel like with that type of racing and that type of uh, you know I don't want to call it a sport, but, you know, that type of uh, automobile event, like there's kind of a level of danger that everybody kind of knows, especially the guys that are going like insanely fast. Mm -hmm. Like to where they're like, where it kind of builds like this camaraderie versus going to like Spokane Raceway Park and everybody's like screw you, <laughs> you know everybody's getting in fights and that sort of thing. Where it's like, you no, know, what we're doing is kind of it's kind of crazy, <laughs> it's kind of dangerous, yeah. and nobody wants to die. <laughs>
1: everybody knows that it could be their time. Yeah, you know everybody knows that like Jesse it,
2: Combs, right? Yeah, Combs, that's where Jesse Combs passed away,
1: and and well, and she it was that uh, she wrecked at a flat up in Oregon. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It wasn't okay. Yeah, and uh, but. I mean, there was a ton of wrecks that happened. There was a lot of wrecks here. And, you know, you're out on the starting line waiting, and the starting line's real. You know, there's not a lot of people out there. Because there's, you know, it's kind of, there's not a lot of defined areas. It's not as, like, organized as you'd think. Like, there's a pit and the, the, like, the tech inspection and the uh, impound. Like, after you set your record, you have to go put your car in. Uh, And so there's, like, that. But, you know when you're out just on the starting line there there's guys pulling up and guys going back and under the pits and everything else and but at a certain point it gets kind of quiet and then you're like well what's going on nobody's nobody ran for a minute Oh, the wreck out on the salts oh what happened well nobody knows it's yep. three miles out that way <laughs> and when you walk up to the to the starting line you know ask one of the the crew there they're like oh is it a bad one and they're like we don't ask yeah. Because it could be, but they, you know, you don't want to put it in the the next guy's head. Like, oh, yeah, a guy died out of the assault, you yeah. know, five minutes ago. Yeah. And I still don't know if anybody, like, I didn't ask. I didn't look for it online this year, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I wonder if one of those wrecks, like, some dude died doing what he loved. It's like, you don't want to, you hope it doesn't happen. You don't want to, like, it's not, like, glorified, though. Like, you don't, I, I don't know if that's the right way to put it. It's yeah. like you just like everybody's there and everybody knows it can happen and it's probably going to happen to somebody yeah but it's uh it's such a huge family out there that they're just like yep you just gotta (laughs) just you know it happens and they the next guy goes out and makes his run because that's what they're there to do
2: yeah Gosh, I wish the diesel industry was like that. (laughs) All we do is make fun of each other like Mark's exhaust tip. Yeah. 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 I'd like
1: to get in on that. Um, Probably one of... I will say those exhaust tips mixed with the... uh, What's the... Royalty core grills. Be careful. We sell (laughs) um, Oh, I mean, not that. (laughs) Um, But I always... Uh, it's like all the uh, the grumpers, the grill bumper combos. Okay,
3: yes, yeah. I cannot stand. <laughs> and I bet you OPP probably sells some grumper stuff. I don't care. I'm keeping it real. Whenever I see like or Instagram like hashtag grumper, I'm like you. even if it just gets
1: to like the angry jeep grills yeah have like the little eyebrows over the headlights it's like you just ruined your headlights (laughs) yeah like you just made your headlights worse (laughs) yeah i i don't support most things that like most aftermarket things that make your your vehicle worse yeah like i understand there's some things like like some forms of suspension on like low riders and stuff like that you're not necessarily making it work but or worse but you're you're doing things that you're not like totally need for daily driving yeah it's, it's purpose
3: built yeah, yeah. And, and that's i i
1: drive most of my stuff like i mean i until i bought a new car i drove all of my 70s fords every day yeah so it had to be working i can't like and i don't want to put you know 22 inch wheels with an inch of backspacing and little rubber band tires because then it's like well now it's a truck with leaf springs that suck sucks already like i don't want to make the ride worse <laughs> right
2: i'm going to say one thing about the grumper because that's like you're talking like the grill the hood the like the thing that goes over the windshield to make you the stuff on the roof or whatever yeah okay. yeah so the other weekend when i went to avery camping and riding side by sides <clears throat> I parked, we, our camp spot was right next to this like, cabin thing, I don't know if it was like the owners or what whatnot, but anyways, there was a, there was probably a 2016 Ram 3500 parked there, and it had the grill and the bumper, okay? Which, I agree 100%, completely hideous, okay? <laughs> but one thing that I noticed that I had to just, I, I, I sat there and I looked at it, and I was like, I have to hand it to him at least that shit fits with like the same gap and it (laughs) looks like it goes together. (laughs) Because like the gaps on, like sometimes with some of that aftermarket stuff, like there's the the gaps, the gaps are what it gives me. It just looks like it's not, doesn't belong. But I will say it was tight.
4: (laughs)
1: Okay, it was tight. (laughs) That's from a fabrication standpoint alone. Yeah, I will s- give them the fact that they have their stuff dialed. Yes. Like, you look at those things, and you're like, yeah, because if it was out of place, you would instantly see, like, there's a half-inch gap on one side and an eighth-inch gap on the other side, and that yeah. sucks. Yeah. And that looks worse than a grill bumper
2: combo yeah, that is having a really bad gap. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that pisses me off more than the grill. So. But that,
2: yeah. the whole, th- those two together, I was like, okay, it, it fits good. Ugly as all hell, yeah. but it fits good. <laughs> and,
1: and I'm always amazed with that stuff because it's, you it's know, mass produced. It's mass produced. And it's also a bunch of little flat pieces that some dude welded together. And it's not like it's a dude that, you know, worked for in the aerospace industry that was right. a professional TIG welder. It's like some dude from, you know, got out of high school that arc welded in shop class and now he's mm-hmm. putting together this stuff because I used to work in production work. And, <laughs> and that's. Most of the time who they hire
2: <laughs> Their jigs are on point Yeah
1: <laughs> because it's really easy to warp Stuff oh right, yeah especially if and Like some of that stuff that's aluminum it's like Aluminum moves heat really weird And you're like Oh yeah this is cool it's all perfect cut out Yeah it doesn't work like that You you weld it all together and then you go Okay it's tipped like this I'm gonna pick It up by this side and I hit it Against the ground really hard on this corner and then maybe It'll be straight yeah. <laughs> all The doors on the flatbed were uh um, not not to toot my own horn but um, the the flatbed that I cut out of big sheets of aluminum and made by hand yeah. <laughs> um, all the doors like I cut one inch strips and everything to make this door with a raised edge and knew instantly like these doors are gonna be potato chips <laughs> like there's no <laughs> way they're staying flat like I'm not gonna waste I'm not gonna weld them super slow I'm not gonna clamp them to the table welded them all and they're all and you uh you pick the high corner and you take the other corner you slap it against the table and they're perfect (laughs) (laughs) every time really (laughs) yeah especially when they're hot like you weld the whole thing hot and then you look at it and you go okay slap it against the table hold it the other way slap it and you can get all the curves out of them they're completely flat again damn Aluminum's really dumb (laughs)
2: Just got to give it a couple of good smacks. So I want to talk about the flatbed you built a little bit more in depth here, but you do have a diesel truck. I did. I actually sold it. Oh,
1: my gosh.
2: I had a 6.2 Chevy, (laughs) which is
1: almost a diesel truck.
3: Pinnacle of performance. Um,
1: It had a Banks turbo kit on it, which was the only reason I bought it. Yeah. Um, Because if it had just been a 6.2 Chevy that was rust-free, I would have been like, "Eh, I don't know. It was dirt cheap. And I didn't make a lot of money on it because newsflash nobody likes six two diesels (laughs) and even better nobody likes two-wheel drive square body trucks
3: especially in eastern washington Uh, yeah yeah. i bought
1: it because i was like man If this was a freaking ford pickup and it didn't have any rust in it and it was a 6.9 automatic hell yeah i'll buy that for 500 bucks yeah and then i'll put the body on a four-wheel drive frame and i'll sell it for like 10 grand (laughs) yeah (laughs) and this thing it was like oh cool i could find a four-wheel drive chassis and do a lot of work and put it on there and then i'll make like three thousand (laughs) dollars After I find the right buyer in a year. Yeah. And because Chevy stuff's all the same, it'll yeah. be really easy not. yeah. Actually, you know what the best fix on that thing was? So it
2: had... 5.3 spot. Uh, <laughs> it almost
1: got that. Yeah. It was... I will I,
2: say, there's companies that make it extremely easy to yeah. put a 5.3 in. I, I
1: had... It makes me mad because I had a complete truck 5.3 last year that I sold out of boredom. <laughs> it was like... oh i've got this and it's gonna work really good in something and i don't have something to put it in so i guess i'll sell it <laughs> and then i bought two chevrolets this year that both need an ls swap <laughs> <laughs> um and so i kind of kind of boned myself there on that one otherwise it'd have a really nice rust-free truck with a 5.3 in it because <laughs> i like already have the harness and everything sitting here <laughs> but it uh really cool truck uh fuel filter systems on those suck junk they're uh a, probably um the worst thing i've ever seen as far as a fuel filtering system because they're like the weird box that goes on the you, firewall you
2: clip it in
3: okay yeah so tyler i remember <laughs> yeah. him talking about this like so now we got two perspectives on this i've never personally seen so it like-
1: yeah it's it's got a metal bale that holds it on like, almost like the top of a brake master cylinder okay and it's a it's like the size of like a thing of Velveeta. it looks like a piece yeah. of a block of Velveeta on your firewall and on the back side of it is three holes two or three holes uh, yeah I think it's got little o-rings with like three-eighths hard lines that go into it and seal somehow as if by <laughs> magic <laughs> <laughs> and that's your like return and your
2: uh, feed and everything so else <laughs> i remember I, honestly when i got the the suburban I was like, I didn't even know that was the fuel filter. I was like, what is this thing? Well, because it's got a bunch of wires coming out of it because the preheater's in it, too.
1: So it's like, it's this huge thing. Yeah. And they don't work. (laughs) (laughs) And the filters are like 50
4: bucks. Yeah.
1: And then if it breaks, they don't exist. and so That's the so first true. thing I went online and everybody's like, oh, this is really suck. You should take it off and put a spin on filter on. Oh, cool. I'm going to put a spin on filter on this. Well, a spin on filter mounts like 30 bucks. <laughs> well i don't want to do that i'll go <laughs> to the junkyard and find a spin-on filter mount from a 6.9 IDI ford for like four dollars <laughs> yeah and then find out that only one filter fits it and that filter's like 30 bucks <laughs> so in the end i still got screwed <laughs> but i put it on there and it instantly ran better yeah but the freaking lift pump still bled fuel off because the check ball is bad. And you go on the forums and everybody's like, oh yeah, stock lift pumps suck. There was actually a recall on them. We have the GM service bulletin right here. It's number 65423. And it says um, that the mechanical lift pumps that we put on those trucks suck balls. (laughs) (laughs) And then it looks like one for a small block Chevy. Actually, I think it is the same part number as one for a small block Chevy, Mm -hmm. except it's just got like a different seal in it for For gas versus diesel. Um they're really easy to change if you don't have a turbo on top of them
4: <laughs>
1: it took 6 hours to take two lines off and pull two bolts and then read just backwards that and it's like a frame rail and then like directly next to the frame rail on the side of the motor is this fuel pump and then directly above that is like a whole turbo <laughs> because that's where banks decided to put it yeah. <laughs> and you're like oh man gail i really like you but what the hell Such dude <laughs> you like totally got me on this one and i looked at it i went to the parts store and bought a pump looked at that and went well, i think it'll be fine <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna live with it <laughs> yeah i've, I've got a couple cans of starting fluid this will be great <laughs> And then I was at uh, the General Store, which is one of our our, our local speed shop, um, for those that don't know. Yeah. And I'm looking, and they've got a bunch of the little uh, clickety-clack electric pumps that are like 30 bucks. And I was like, oh, we got this one that's red and this one that's black that's for something. The, or the green one. It says it's for diesel. Well, that's a lot easier to put on than a mechanical pump. So I bought that. And then I was like, no, I could hear my dad in the back of my head going, well, you're going to put an electric pump on that truck and it's got a mechanical lift pump. You should just fix it the right way. And I'm like, that's right, dad. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: so I spent like six hours changing a mechanical pump that fixed the truck. And then I started driving it around to realize that the turbo was completely toasted <laughs> and it was drinking like a quart of oil every time I went to town. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed and not ashamed to say this. I checked the oil when I got it and it was two quarts low and there was two gallons of oil in the truck when I bought it. So I was like, all right, it's old leaky diesel. I had IDI Fords. I love IDI Fords. I'm going to yes. say that right now. I don't care who you are. 7.3 IDI with a turbo is one of the greatest things on the
4: planet. <laughs> you heard
3: it here first, folks. Because they
1: do not have enough power to hurt themselves. They sound amazing straight piped. And they just freaking work as long as you keep them plugged into a wall outlet after it gets below 40
2: degrees. <laughs> Dude, when I was in Wyoming, was cool. my roommate had 7.3 IDI non-turbo. And do you know what he had in the back of his truck? generator a generator
4: <laughs> <laughs> with its own tank
2: seriously he would plug that shit in and fire up that gen like you could damn near hear it from inside the apartment like his gen oh like oh well, he's jake starting up his truck <laughs> or he's about to in about a half hour
1: <laughs> there, there was guys at the gold mine um because the gold mine that's up uh, where i'm from it's about it's still about an hour from where i live but closer up to canada like you could throw a rock and hit freaking canadians from where that mine is (laughs) and it's on top of a mountain and it is freaking cold and before they set up a line of like plug-in outlets for all the guys because it's all a bunch of miners they're all driving diesel pickups um the power stroke guys would just leave their truck run on during their shifts like 10 hour shift (laughs) they just leave their truck running um but yeah so this this 6-2 I'm like, oh, okay, it's two quarts low. That's nothing. It's an old diesel pickup. So I put two quarts in it. And then I spent weeks, like, you know, after work tinkering on it and everything when I had time. And uh, I put, I don't think I put 100 miles on it. And I checked the oil again because I was going to drive it up north to Republic. Oh, I'll take this on a good trip. Make sure it's a good truck, you know, work out all the bugs. Yeah. Check the oil. It was a gallon and a quart low. <laughs> and
3: mean, I think
1: it holds pretty, two gallons. Yeah, that's
3: yeah. <laughs> over half. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> Just eating it. And I had like loaded the truck. The bed was packed. I had like total confidence in this thing. I'm like, this thing's great. I'm going to take it for its first big trip. And I'm like, it's over a gallon of oil low. What the hell just happened to this truck? And I'm like looking underneath and like, you know, when you have an oil leak that bad, like your tailgate's covered. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, there's no oil anywhere. <laughs> so where did it go? I'm like, <laughs> opening up the radiator. I'm like, it's not in there. I was like, well, it's not in the motor.
2: <laughs> it's going out the exhaust. It's yeah, burning it. That thing
1: burned so much, damn. And it just kept getting worse. Every time I drove it, it smoked more. Yeah. And I drove it to a dude's house to trade it off. And I was like, hey, man. Um, yeah, when I first talked to you, this thing was running great. Well, um, it still runs really good. <laughs> and um, the turbo's shit. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't really want it anymore. am like, yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> so I sold it you some... got any
3: oil? I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, need, need a quart for the road, bud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I ended up putting it back online and dropped the price a bunch. I dropped it to like ooh, a lot. I dropped a lot. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. This thing needs to leave. And had a dude from Idaho... um, if you're listening, I hope you like your truck. Um, <laughs> he had the rustiest Duramax pickup I've ever seen in my life. It came from Michigan. It had no rocker panels. It was like an 05 Duramax. that The cab was gone. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, that's, I want to get something that's a better daily driver than that. And I'm like, you're looking at an 84 Chevy pickup <laughs> with a 6.2? You're going the wrong way. <laughs> like, dude, it's like October. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's going to be snowing soon. <laughs> and i'm like well and it said in in that i put in the ad like runs great turbo's
4: junk like
1: this (laughs) thing burns oil like a lot (laughs) like you need like it needs a turbo rebuild and he's like yeah i looked up parts for you You can still get stuff i'm like yeah you can still get stuff for it's just old turbo yeah and uh i was like yeah have fun see ya (laughs) there's a you should probably go buy a couple of quarts of oil at the gas station (laughs) he's like really i said yeah really (laughs) i said uh where are you going he's like oh i'm going uh he was from like post falls or drum or somewhere and i was like yeah you're going 50 miles you better get some oil (laughs) (laughs)
4: because
2: it's gonna drink yeah she's (laughs) drinking she's drinking that's how that's how my 62 was too my only saving grace with working on that thing is that it leaked oil out of everywhere so it kept all the bolts it's like great condition for me to take things off
1: that that was chevy's factory rust prevention
2: yeah. yeah just to just you scrape off the the you know the, the buildup of oil just oh that's what size it is okay i thought it was way bigger
1: <laughs> when it stops leaking you know it's out yeah
2: yes exactly <laughs> exactly
1: that's also that's my favorite jeep thing i know that there's i guess we can talk about jeeps no we can talk shit about jeeps we hate jeeps over here (laughs) oh i i will say that i hate um basically most non-wrangler jeeps and most wrangler jeeps (laughs) um i like working on them they're kind of cool to work on like i've done a bunch of lift kits and stuff on them here for on the opp side and Mm -hmm. um they're really cool but as far as like the like the XJs, the Grand Cherokee or Cherokees, and the ZJ Grand Cherokees. Like the I, had Z- ZJs. I had a ZJ for a while, and my buddy that I got it from hardcore into them, hardcore into Cherokees. There is,
3: so I, I had a ZJ for a hot minute, and there is a like, like uh, whenever I have like a random vehicle, you start getting on Facebook and looking that kind of stuff up. There's like this huge ZJ culture. Oh yeah. Like, the, like the, massive hard-ons yeah, like for that. The, the five niner, they call them niners when yeah. they have the three sixty in them, and they're like they're switching like door panels and shit. Like, <laughs> it, it, was, it was it blew my mind. I was like, wow, you guys are really into this. Like you realize it's an old piece of shit Jeep, right? <laughs> like it's not even a cool Jeep. It's not a Wrangler. It's not like a like a scrambler. Like this, yeah. we're talking about a late nineties shit Jeep. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, cool. Just, just check it. Check it. Yeah. yeah,
1: I love this because Craig listens to the podcast, so my buddy Craig that got this from. <laughs> um, he had to have a '93 first year. He looked forever for this Jeep. For a '93 ZJ. For a '93 first first year ZJ. He wanted a specific color, or I think he had a couple colors he would he would pick on it, and it had to be a Laredo. It had to be the like base Laredo. model one. Had to be a four O automatic. And I was like, okay, I understand four liter. Even if you hate Jeeps four liter straight six with the greatest engine on earth. He had a couple of Cherokees that he got. He traded like a 205 transfer case for this pair of Cherokees (laughs) XJs.
2: A pair of (laughs) Cherokees! Not one, but two for one transfer case. And the things
1: that were wrong with them, they were some like tweakers from Spokane and they were like, yeah, the one died on the freeway. He goes, okay, what's wrong with the other one? And it was like the battery went dead or something. (laughs) The one that died on the freeway turns out ran, ran out of gas and uh, <laughs> it had 450,000 miles on it the other one had 620,000 miles on it my and they both god they both still ran and drove my god so anytime you look at an xj and you're like that thing sucks yeah it's still driving around yes. though <laughs>
2: she's still rocking so
1: you can't really talk that much shit on them <laughs> because they still work like yeah. even this freaking red zj that i ended up owning for a minute because i basically bought it. i was like, i'm gonna drive this through the winter pull the winch the tires and wheels and it's gonna go bye bye mm-hmm. and it did. it did and it worked great <laughs> yeah. for a minute well, i'm not gonna say it worked great it worked it functioned as a vehicle to get me places
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it kind of looked cool doing it I had 31s and a horn winch and everything but uh yeah they uh i don't remember how we got on this they oh, yeah. suck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jeeps uh that was the famous Jeep joke was that uh 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 checking the fluids in your Jeep. Yeah. And like, yeah, I checked them, there's a puddle each.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the ZJs are so the, the ZJ I had experience with was a I think it was a ninety I think it was the last year.
1: Oh like a yeah. ninety seven or yeah, yeah. ninety
3: seven. And it was like for for a ninety seven and a chrysler keep in mind like i give chrysler a lot of passes as far as like how shit their interiors are because they didn't catch the they didn't really like kind of catch that drift until like the 2010s yeah
1: they they sucked
3: <laughs> yeah but this thing for a 97 you know had uh, i didn't it did not have climate control but it was leather it had seat heaters 97 seat heaters like adjustable i just on or off adjustable so seat heaters
1: so it was like a limited or something it was yeah. like the higher trim it, was, it
3: wasn't a niner but it was a, a 318 yeah
1: so it was all wheel drive still yeah yeah
3: and let me tell you yeah i did replace the viscous coupler yeah uh, <laughs> after trying to do everything else because even going into that like i for some reason i don't know why every every forum that i joined was like it's the viscous coupler just do it just do it just do it I was like, no, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. Even though I've rebuilt transfer cases before. And as any, I'm sure you are aware, all of us in this room are aware, transfer cases are like, anybody listening, if, if you're worried about rebuilding a transfer case, it's a one-speed transmission. It is simple. Yeah. If you have ever thought about rebuilding a transmission and you're worried about a transmission, a transfer case is a great entry level to get into yeah. it.
1: There, there's like one shift fork and a chain yeah. and a couple of gears, and then like, that's about it.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just make sure you have snap ring pliers. Because if you've never rebuilt in the ass stuff before, you're probably thinking like, "How do I? Uh, I, do, I take the bolts out, and everything comes apart. It's just snapping pliers." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, finally, I, I redid the the viscous coupler. I was like, "Oh, this thing drives great now." I should probably sell it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, the one Jeep that I, to this day I re- I regret selling, and I would own another one. I had a nineteen eighty-seven. I have a lot of nineteen eighty-seven vehicles in my life. <laughs> <You> <laughs> For do. some I've reason. That. Yeah. Um, but it was a nineteen eighty seven Jeep Grand Wagoneer. Oh Maroon with the wood grain on the side. Dude, this thing had leather power seats, like all like every option. The it overstuffed
3: was, old school seats. That yes. Just, that kind of Oh my it. god, I feel mm-hmm. I,
2: I was I that's one of the, like my main vehicles that I regret selling. Was that was that rig? I loved that thing. It was yep. so
1: badass. So it must have looked like the one that sits over at Aztec, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah.
2: like that. It had the the new style grill. Yeah, I actually ended up just like bedlinering the grill to make it black. Um, and then uh, Cooper, like I was, I was gone on vacation or something, and Cooper and the guys in the shop put a little lunchbox locker in the back at an AMC Twenty, <laughs> which is like all i can just remember is a circle diff cover it was like just perfectly circle yeah it looks like it's out of a 40s gmc truck exactly yeah exactly um i had 35s on it like take off 35s from like one of cooper's like used jeeps he he got um but i tell you what i've had i had so much fun in that rig the steering was the sloppy as shit like i it was it was a, it was a great rig i, I bought it for Twelve hundred bucks. Sold it for like forty four hundred dollars, dude. I, I
4: it <laughs> take dude, I deal sold, every
2: time. Dude, the starter would would hang up in it. <clears throat> I remember because we were living up at the South Hill at the time. And I'm like, hey, Cass. Like, I'm gonna go because we're right by Albertson's up there. And I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go meet these guys in Albertson's parking lot. I'm gonna sell this. I'm gonna sell this Jeep. <laughs> like, she's like, okay. And I, I was like, I still had stuff in the Jeep. Like, because I was like, I didn't think that like someone's just gonna buy it. Dude, they, these people came up. And literally, like, opened the door, didn't even start it up. Open the door, closed it, yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> That's not even the funniest part of the story. I remember the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, I take all my shit out. I'm standing in the Alberson's parking lot with a box of stuff, just, like, waiting for my wife to come get me. My dad calls me two days later. So, my dad, um, he actually just retired. He uh, was a, a kind of like a maintenance kind of guy for the Washington State Patrol. Well, I did all my paperwork on my side for selling the Jeep. Well, my dad calls me, and he's like, did you sell your Jeep? you sell your here? I was like, yeah, I sold it. Yeah, a couple days ago. He's like, well, they got pulled over in it, and uh, the person driving it had an expired license, uh, and they had their mom with them, and the mom wanted to drive it home, and uh, she has an expired license, too, so we ended up towing it. <laughs> right to the I'm like, well, if they don't pick it up, let me know, because I'll buy it. <laughs> So I sold it for like I, I made like a ton of money off this thing because I didn't have much in it, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> just ended up like in the freaking yard at the state patrol. <laughs>
4: so it's like okay.
1: <laughs> On the other end of that, make sure you, yeah, for all all the kids out there listening right now that like to buy and sell and trade and yeah, make sure and, you fill out your paperwork and not transfer titles. Uh, it will. It's not an if game. It's a win. Yeah, I thought I was invincible. I recently had to pay $500 to not get my Jeep back. The red uh, Grand Cherokee that I was talking about before. Says CJ. <laughs> yeah. I, I traded it for a Dodge pickup um, that coincidentally had a title that matched no part of the truck. It was a truck that was built out of many, many things, <laughs> and it did not match any part of the truck. And so I get this shitbox Woods truck and I was totally stoked (laughs) and uh, that was in 2019 and this spring I get a like letter in the mail like hey your jeep's an impound with $900 worth of impound fees on it and I'm like I don't own a jeep (laughs) that dude sold it and then like down the line of tweakers that owned it ended ended up in like Seattle and got (laughs) impounded over there and I was like Oh, that sucks. Well, it's not mine. They're like, yeah, did you fill out any paperwork? And like, no. <laughs> and they're like, well, yeah, well, you're supposed to do that. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's like $13. I'm like, yeah, well, now it's $500. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's right. I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah. And, uh. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, because all cause the, you don't even get it. Yeah, all and that's I could have went and got it back, and it was <laughs> it was actually hilarious because I called the place, and because it, they have to send like a letter within twenty four hours saying like, hey, we impounded your shit, and you owe us money. Mm-hmm. Well, that takes like two days to get to this side of the state. So by the time I got that letter and the other letter, it already had like six hundred dollars worth of like charges on it <laughs> by the time, and then. I find this out on like a Friday afternoon. So I call Monday morning. So now there's like two more days worth. And he's like, well, you can come pick it up. Right. And I told him the whole story. He understood it. And he's like, yeah, you screwed up, but like, here's your, here's the deal. There's about a thousand dollars worth the charges on this thing right now. I he legitimately goes, I'm guessing that Jeep might, it's probably worth a thousand bucks. And I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, so you could come get it for a thousand dollars. Um, if you come get it today, you know, tomorrow it's going to be another $90 or whatever <laughs> on top of that. He goes, or it goes to auction. By the time it goes to auction, there'll be $1,500 worth of fees on it. <laughs> like that sucks. Um, and he goes, but the, because it's like a state deal, cause it was abandoned and I'm sure it was abandoned because the neutral safety switch is kind of weird on it. And you gotta know the jiggle, the shifter on it to get it to start. <laughs> and he, uh, he goes yeah so it'll sell and then uh because it's a state deal they can only go after you for like 500 bucks in collections I'm like sounds good to me bud
2: yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so i
1: just let it go to collections and paid my 500 bucks <laughs> oh, that still sucks though yeah oh yeah it sucks and then i parted out the dodge pickup that i traded it for and got the 500 back <laughs> hey. actually i think i actually yeah i'm i, I monetarily made it out all right because from the Jeep I kept a brand new Optima battery, a good set of thirty ones, an eight thousand pound worn winch, and then traded it for a truck that I used up. There wasn't much use (laughs) left, but not many people use up a truck. Yeah. The conviction in your voice of using up a truck,
3: (laughs) I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. It is like there's holes and blocks. There's no window. Like
1: Oh, so this is the truck that your flatbed is? came from
3: oh that one that's going on old dodge yeah, yeah. so wait, wait when i hold on you have a flatbed it's at jesse's house yeah he
1: he kind of he's getting one what so this is half the reason i got this dodge truck is because it had a steel deck flatbed on it that's made out of he told me it was made out of like a 12 by 8 like long wheelbase flatbed that he cut down and when he cut it down <laughs> it like was like a lego set like he cut it up like he it <laughs> there was there's weld seams everywhere he did a really good job it's not the prettiest thing in the world it is stout he told me he's like you cannot overload this truck mind you it's a mid-70s dodge half ton with three-quarter ton axles out of an 80s dodge but still has half ton springs in it <laughs> with a huge overload pack in the back <laughs> and he tells me the springs were so okay The springs were so worn out that he put a three inch body lift on the truck and it still sat lower than a factory (laughs) four-wheel drive if it wouldn't have had the body lift it would have sat like a two-wheel drive it was bad he tells me you cannot overload this truck i said let's see about that (laughs) like the (laughs) the first week i had it it had old 16.5 tires on it that i'm sure were, were sketch and uh my buddy was we were redoing the inside of his shop we're um cheating it and uh insulating it and everything he tells me he's like all right the lumber package is out at at halls let's uh you know we'll take my pickup well he's got a short bed like newer silverado i'm like we're not gonna make 30 trips in this thing i said we'll take the old dodge he's like oh you just want to make a couple of trips i was like we'll see when we get there (laughs) put a whole unit of osb and then a unit of two by sixes on top of that (laughs) we loaded all the insulation in his truck and this truck is taking it. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. It's like I don't know, ten miles. I'm like, I think it's about ten miles back to his house. And uh let's see what it does.
4: <laughs>
1: it was like 35 miles an hour. Like I didn't want to overdo it, but it did it. it did. And that was like the first thing I did with it. I it was fucking loaded down. <laughs> and it got there and we unload all stuff. I was like, all right this truck doesn't suck like i can beat this thing mercilessly and it just takes it and the like funny thing about 70s dodges is all the wiring sucks and i know that doesn't really sound funny but it is
4: (laughs) and to
1: have a vehicle that's like purposefully trying to light on fire anytime you try to use it and like all the lights worked and like the dome light and the cab worked and like (laughs) some of the gauges even worked and none of the gauges work in 70s Dodges. They just don't. They're junk. I don't care if you like them or not. I kind of like them. They're junk. (laughs) (laughs) And it just worked and then I just used it in the yard it had a cool crane on the on the bed that i used for like lifting motors and axles i lifted like whole pickup cabs with it it was i ripped it off the truck one time because the the cable got hooked on a fence post while i was driving in my driveway and it like tore the crane (laughs) off the bed (laughs) and it was fine (laughs) but like I stole a bunch of parts off of it for a buddy's truck, so like didn't run anymore. I took some tires off of it, so it had flat tires on the back of it. And recently, I had to drag it in the yard just to use the boom on it to set an engine in my Corvette. And if that's not the most redneck thing you've ever heard in your life, I don't know, I
2: don't know what it is. I got this jug truck with flat tires. I got to move that so I could use it as a hoist.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I used a two-wheel drive square body Chevy to drag a non-functional non 70s Dodge into a yard to put a 350 into a 80s Corvette Corvette. corvette
3: that was gonna be my question like what did you (laughs) do an 80s
2: corvette
3: (laughs) a c4 yeah
1: (laughs) you can't dog the c4 almost i tell you what if that 6.2 had ran good (laughs) i almost would have had a diesel corvette
4: (laughs) oh god (laughs) see i
1: want to have the the stuff around here that's like almost cool to everybody they're like i so i can come in be like guys i got a diesel they're like what is it And it's like it's an 84 corvette with a yeah. 62 <laughs> in it. Like and they're like, "Why'd you why'd you buy that?" I didn't buy it. I built it, guys. <laughs>
3: yeah, <it's> just, Why? <laughs> I've got 87,000 cars. There's extra parts <laughs> <behind> <laughs> <this> <laughs> shit everywhere. Yeah. And
1: and like everybody knows that I'm like a total square and I don't drink or like t- smoke weed or anything and they'd just be like You're st- how do you come up with the sober like what is <laughs> wrong with you you need to be medicated have a beer
3: <laughs> you to like, calm down like you need
1: to get drunk so you stop doing this <laughs> like, the, like the crown vic every so we brought ben brought up the crown vic earlier it's an oh six uh p71 cop car that mm-hmm. i made into a ute two-door ranchero it's a yeah. um, It's lifted it was on 33 it has a winch behind the front bumper i made a really cool bumper for it it's got lights <laughs> on the roof it's red white and blue it's kind of an internet sensation <laughs> <laughs> um, it is what i am known for i'm pretty sure it got me this job
4: because
1: <laughs> i remember cooper walked out and looked
2: at it and was like this thing's rad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i remember the first time i actually looked at it close i was like damn, dude, you did a good job on yeah. this thing. <laughs> like, yeah, when, I can't even hate on it.
1: Like, <laughs> It was a Gambler 500 car. And when I showed up to the Gambler, the first three dudes that parked next to me, I got there early like to the meeting spot for the Washington Gambler. And these three guys walk up and they're like, oh, man, that thing's really cool. And the first guy walks up, because Gambler 500, for those that don't know, is generally supposed to be like total shitbox cars. Yeah. So it's like $500 cars. Yeah. Well, it's not really $500 cars anymore. It's not a rule. But the first guy walks up and goes, five hundred dollars huh <laughs> i said well i traded a six hundred dollar mustang for it so
3: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that math works
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah the last time i saw the rules on that they were because there was a. Uh, we all probably follow the same Gammer 500 guys because if guys like us like i for me Gammer 500 is actually above bonneville salt flats for bucket list part. get out i know i know We're get gonna, out know, we should probably fight <laughs> but for, to me that seems more fun yeah it is a good time
1: go to a small one and i haven't been to the og the in oregon mm-hmm. but it's like a huge event it's like going to a nascar race it's like a shitload of people and uh even like the the true like the guys that started tate morgan all those guys are like mm-hmm. if you want to have fun at a gambler like you're gonna have fun at the og like it doesn't matter you're gonna have fun but like the essence of it is the guys where it's like there's 20 cars mm-hmm. like yeah. it's a small one like even the washington one which it ended at the moses lake uh, sand dunes oh, it was a blast yeah. and just it's hilarious because like um i don't like you know Partying in high school and everything. And I ain't really party, but I went to parties, and like everybody gets drunk and like people wreck cars and get hurt and go to jail and everything else. All these people are like drinking and having a good time and smoking weed, and, and they're like going around and picking up trash.
4: <laughs> oh, I see.
3: Well, they, they do like trail cleanups and like they find abandoned vehicles yeah. and pull them out. Like that's their that's their mo. Yeah, they're, like that's you know, cool. Was what, what, it called uh, Smokey's Bandits? Uh, Sons something? of Smokey. Sons of Smokey. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, they. They are the biggest trail cleanup organization on the planet. That's rad. Like there's, it's all over the world now. It's not a United States thing. It's not an Oregon thing. It's not a West Coast thing. They are like gamblers all over the world, which is awesome. That's really yeah. cool. And it's it's another like pure form of hot rotting. It's yeah. like build a junk car and go have fun with your friends and yeah. like don't care if you hurt it and like don't care if you make it there. Like leave it on the side of the road and come get it later. You know because you don't want to litter
3: <laughs> and, yeah, and if you see trash pick it up yeah, like, yeah have a good time
1: and you know so we're out at the moses lake sand dunes which is notorious for like having garbage everywhere like you know because people are dicks yeah. Yeah. and you know people burn pallets and there's tons of nails and everything else and uh the sand scorpions group that like you know is like the the lords of the moses lake sand dunes they're like man we're actually really glad those guys came out because the sand dunes were like way cleaner after they <laughs> got here. They're like, like, and like nobody died. Like, <laughs> n- like you're not supposed to drink out there. Well, I'm gonna uh, be the first one to say there was yeah. a lot of drinking going you on. A that bunch night.
3: of dudes with motors and four wheel drive <laughs> trucks in sand. Yeah, there's drinking. Yeah. You're getting drunk. Like, yeah. I don't tell you about that. But there
1: was no garbage <laughs> left. It. I mean, we had a big chunk of the the sand out there, and it was uh, it was really clean, and it was really like. A wholesome event. Like mm. as far as you know it's just a ton of people that like it doesn't matter. Like you walk up to people and just talk and like everybody's your like cousin or your best friend. Like everybody just wants to hang out. And the amount of like there was dudes with a uh bring this back to diesel again. A thirty two oh six cat powered fire truck that was bobbed with down with beer taps. With the beer taps. Yes. And it has like it has like an upper patio that has like big umbrella and everything and a bunch of uh sofas on top mm-hmm. and it was also the dj booth it has it's like full of stereo equipment and so that was like the party bus but it is a cut down like huge it wasn't like a i don't remember what it was but it was some kind of rebodied like fire truck thing that they had shortened like it must have it was probably almost like a ladder truck at some point it was real long mm-hmm. and it's bobbed down, super <laughs> short but like one I think it was last year, because um, I went in twenty nineteen and I think in twenty twenty they it blew up like they they blew up the cat motor in it mm. and like still limped it somewhere and then just threw another motor in it and <laughs> still going like everybody just and and it's it's cool because I mean everything kind of goes the way like rat rods like rat rods used to be junk and yeah. they're still junk rat rods, but now there's like bourgeois like. Designer rat rods where it's like, I've got fake patina that I paid 30 grand to have this guy airbrush on and make it look like I have bullet holes. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I pulled a model layout of a bush that has bull-
2: actual bullet holes. Like and there's then, actually yeah. somebody shot it with a 30, 30, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it didn't have enough. So I shot it about five more times. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> and so it's like, everything always goes, um, you know, you, you always become the man at some point. And so there's guys building crazy gambler cars that are like, obviously you've got some stuff laying around or some money to throw at this problem, but the essence of it is still like dudes in, you know, 85 Camry (laughs) that's just like beating the hell out of it. And it's like, you know, they'll go to Moab and do a trail cleanup and like, Go totally show up some Jeep Wranglers with, like, (laughs) you know, some old, like, Ford pickup or, like, a Crown Vic. (laughs) Yeah.
4: That's what it
3: is. It's amazing how far you can get when you truly do not give a
2: shit. Yeah.
3: What you're driving. Yeah.
2: And 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 it's amazing how how much some of these vehicles can take before something actually breaks. Like, it's it's, like like, I I may not be
3: able to wheel next weekend, but tell you what, we're going to have fun this weekend. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: (laughs) That brings me
3: back to like uh, me and Cooper were talking about having a uh, a tug of war when I bought the 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 blue OBS. It was like me, it was uh, me and the me him and the was it the the Cherokee that he had, the Jeep, the diesel the white one, the white one. Yeah, we were talking about having a tug of war with that. And he was like, dude, I'll, I'll take that all day. I was like, here's a different Scooper. Are you willing to taco your truck to win? Because I will. <laughs> Cause I'll taco this bitch. Like, yeah. I'll put it in four low. I'll put it in third. No I'll, rag rats. And I'll, I'll give it the up and drop the clutch. Like, let's go. I am ready to, I am ready to send every moving part on the ground. Yeah. Are you? Are you- <laughs> I'll
2: shift if I need to. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So I want to talk about this flatbed that you built like where you got the inspiration from how you came up with you know getting this thing together because i think it's one of kind of like your showpieces it's 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 it, a ri- from an outsider's perspective, looking in on it, like it does not look like you just fabricated it on your own with no I- like you know no schematics, no plans that you found somewhere. Well,
3: we've gotten Facebook questions like, "What's the part number?" Yeah, like, uh,
2: to the
3: yeah. I think it's the part
2: number is Jesse.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's a part number on the hinges on the drawer in the back <laughs> yeah, of it,
2: which I ordered. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and uh yeah, so that thing it started out as. um i guess you guys probably talked about the truck before atlas the f-450
3: we did um yeah. as far as like the intricacies of it no we, we talked about like the flatbed like you're making it and obviously yeah. it's hand built and the tire like <laughs> obviously we got 43s on it and all other kind of stuff yeah. but like the as far as what the brain pro, whatever whatever tyler wants to know about as far yeah. as the flatbed goes because yeah. it really is it's and i don't want to like toot your horn super hard here but like it's pretty freaking cool like it's it's one of those it It it, looks like we bought it it looks like we bought it it's utilitarian and there's nothing on there that doesn't have a purpose and that in in my opinion and i'm pretty sure in tires because they're the same body that (laughs) that, that's what gets me going like trucks or things that are done that have a purpose and it's like a purposeful purpose not like we put lights all over the front grill because We'd like lights. I was like, no. I, 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 you know, when I was building this flatbed, I knew that I was going to run. I want to have lights inside the cabinets. So I made sure that I had clearance between this and this to put lights inside the cabinets. And there's a switch on the door so every time you open it, it comes on. Like that type of stuff. That's like, oh, a it, adult bed. It's like, yeah, that's tight. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: And that, so this truck, um, you know, it's got 43-inch, like, military tires on it. So yep. you're not going to go buy a flatbed that, that fits it. And... Where's the fun in that? You 16. just go, yeah. yeah. You just go buy stuff with yeah. your money. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> yeah. um, but it uh, it was kind of one of them things where we weren't going to go get a bed somewhere, right? And well, you know, even if you did, there'd be
2: modifications to it that you'd have to do. Yeah, that'd so be extensive.
1: Yeah, or and then it's again, it's you go. Okay, well, this place builds flat beds and they build ones that they sell or they can build you a custom one for an extra 15 grand and yeah. they're 3 months out and,
3: and then you would end up modifying it anyways yeah and
1: yeah. then you'd still yeah you'd be yeah. like well I want lights inside the cabinets and they weren't cool enough to do that <sighs> um like you know the the F350 long john silver like it's got lights everywhere that I put on All the cabinets and under the bed or inside the bed under the tonneau cover. Like that stuff's cool. Like you never know that you wanted rock lights under your tonneau cover that come on with everything (laughs) until you have them and you're like, oh man, I want to get on my phone and turn the little flashlight app on. And so this truck's going to have all that. But anyway, so the start of it, it was going to get designed, it was going to get like CAD drawn or something. And then it was just like, well, let's just start ordering metal. So we got the stuff to this big C channel aluminum to build the frame out of. And I built just this real rudimentary skeleton of a frame over the top, you know, cut it around the hitch and everything so it's flat on the frame. Got all that done, went, Okay, well, I guess let's just build out from there. So I ordered up like a hundred feet of four inch angle aluminum and uh just, you know, kind of built the frame out. And it's it's all kinda it's, like, weird to say it, but it, like... Like, when painters talk about, like... Like, oh, they painted the thing, and it's, like, it just told them what to do as they painted it. It's Inspiration like, yeah, on this day. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, you kind of... You build stuff, and you know you have a loose parameter to go off of, and then the rest of it is just, like, well, I'll just do something on it, and then it'll tell me what to do next. Like, I did this, so that dictates that now when I do this, it has to be this size. And... It just went from there and it just exploded and it just became a flatbed one day it was like one day it wasn't a bed and then the next day i set the decking on it and i was like oh look at that yeah (laughs) it's like it's like a big truck now with a bed (laughs) And, and and even then like the first time that i got all the decking mocked up on it and it's this really cool extruded aluminum that we got from max um for those that don't know and it it's tongue and groove like flooring and all just snaps together and there's no visible hardware on it it's the coolest stuff on the yeah. planet and
3: there's and like nine billion mounting points yeah they're yeah for all strapping the, stuff down on there yeah the fast fast track
1: or whatever they call it there, yeah. there's some fancy name for it that i don't remember but they uh like i laid all that out on there and it had i think the rub rails are on it that have even more of the locking strip and the headache rack was on it and i was like Oh, it's cool no toolboxes no anything it just looked like a flatbed and we're like that actually kind of looks cool like that like it's gonna have to get toolboxes but oh, it kind of just looks cool like a flatbed like a work truck
3: yeah hell yeah
1: and that was kind of the um, Cooper and Brian had both talked about like this thing needs to look utilitarian mm-hmm. it needs to look like it's business this yeah. is not you know he's a the part yeah it's gonna be a show truck it's gonna be the coolest thing on the planet but the roots of it this truck works so when it came to, like, the bumper and everything in the back, like, there's a big gap between the bumper and the bottom of the bed, but the bumper goes out and covers part of the toolbox, and, and there's, I like call the old, old flatbeds from the 40s had, like, weird stringers that came off the back vertically. I don't know why they did that it was almost like a rub rail or something Mm -hmm. so i mimicked that in the back of the bed and i I nerd out (laughs) i i can nerd out on stuff sometimes with metal metal they used to do that
2: then they just throw like a two by six for the bumper yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) and so a lot of that was like like
1: i'm an artsy person as lame as that sounds but it like i want it to be cool and So all I do like this, I have no life. (laughs) I I just sit around and think about truck stuff and car stuff like all day long and welding and fabricating. And I go on Instagram and every page there's like, you know, I follow a couple of hot chicks and a bunch of truck pages. (laughs) (laughs) And and so it's like, all I do is look at this stuff. So when it's like, oh, hey, you want to just build this thing? And then like, you're going to have to figure it out. it's like oh cool can i can i add some of my own detail into it yeah do whatever you want done (laughs) (laughs) that's cool so everything on it is just like it's not like i didn't draw it down like we had a meeting out there one day and i have a piece of paper that has like 10 things written on it that were like hard things it has to have like hard parameters and i don't even think they were that hard like it was (laughs) just like well it needs to have toolboxes and we'd like to have a drawer in the back it needs a headache rack, and the spare tire's got to be on it. All right?
2: Like, I was, oh, was going to do that anyways. <laughs> well, keep, it, keep
3: in mind, like, the the spare tire we're talking about is it a, a 43. 43-inch spare yeah. tire. And
1: it's sunk in the bed. Like, yeah. it's below the the decking of the bed. Yeah.
3: The, by, by the time this episode comes out, if you haven't checked it out, make sure and go to our our Instagram page and check it out. But I, I will talk to our uh, our photo media nerds, which I'm, like, 50% of right now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> i'd say i'm like man like like,
2: freaking nerd yeah freaking nerd you know (laughs)
3: i'll make sure that by the time this comes out because we'll have the release date that uh we have some some fairly detailed uh pictures of what you're talking about here because the the, like those tasks that they gave you may not seem like that big but trying to find a tasteful and like utilitarian way to hold a 43 inch (laughs) freaking tire on a wheel yeah like that And keep in mind, that's what it's like. It's like a
1: two hundred pound wheel package. Yeah, I load it with a forklift every time. Yeah,
3: it's heavy. Yeah, Yeah. it's (laughs) and the truck. It's an F four fifty. It's lifted and it's on forty threes. So it's not like you're lifting it like into I don't know you know like a, like a truck bed that's lowered like yeah. you know, you're lifting it basically to your chest yeah it, it sucks
1: it, it's really dumb because you can unload it by hand yeah but you better have a team to load it back up <laughs> like it's i like, every time i take it off the truck i just bounce it off onto the ground it's like no big deal you're not lifting that thing like, yeah i don't care what gym you go to
3: <laughs> i don't care who you are like i don't care if you're brian or cooper arguably two of the probably the strongest people I actually physically know yeah it still sucks yeah Yeah. (laughs) it would take both of them like both
1: of them would be like all right we better like can we stretch first (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) but it's so yeah the whole thing like other than the obvious parts the tongue and groove extrusion you know that we have in it and the outer it's like a two by three Uh, Square tube. That's also an extrusion that's machined out with all the little cool uh, Tie-down points like that stuff we bought Just like you'd buy any other square tube or plate or anything, you know We got that stuff and that's why I every time I say like oh I made this bed and everybody's like you even you machined all those things like No you some stuff but Other than that, like, it showed up as, like, a bunch of sticks of angle iron and a bunch of sheets of aluminum, and I cut it all out by hand and just made this thing, and I know that sounds like I'm kind of tooting my own horn there a bit, but... Listen, you
2: are well within your rights to toot your own horn, because in all honesty, that is is a... That flatbed on that truck, I think, is so well built, and it looks so good on that truck that... Anybody that didn't know that it was fabricated in house would think that we bought that. Why thank I, you, sir. <laughs> I, I think that's a, I think that's something that you need to freaking hang your hat on, and, and that's the, that is a one hell of a build. I think you did a fantastic job on it. I can't I can't give you enough props for that flatbed. It's badass. Go on. <laughs>
4: yeah. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, <so> Keep
3: going. <laughs> as we're tuning Jesse's Horner, my favorite part of that flatbed is the the long flat drawer at the back. Yeah. Yes. And as much as I love the normal flatbed storage, as so the, the flatbed you have that's supposed to be on the OB my blue OBS, does that have any boxes on it at all? Negative. Okay, so I'll be building some boxes. Um, <laughs> you may be welding them because <laughs> I, I can't weld for shit. Um, like literally, like terrible. Looks like like, like poo. <laughs> you, you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to see it though. Technically yeah. speaking. It is a weld. Yeah, technically yeah. speaking, <laughs> these two things are now together. There's lots of little tiny points there together. It looks like boogers, but it's holding. They were once separate. <laughs> and now they're together. Yeah, <laughs> but the that type of uh, the big drawer with the flat storage in a spot that was normally not utilized—that is my favorite type of thing because that is the it's easily accessible, and while it's only I think it's it, four inches, five inches deep.
1: Yeah, somewhere around there, five inches, I
3: think. That is the the hitch, the straps, the quick grab tools, all the stuff that like, and with a, a big, wide, flat drawer, it's like a toolbox. You can put sections in there, and when you open it, you've got all your stuff quick draw McGraw right there. And to me, having you know used a truck as a tool and worked with my hands off, that kind of stuff, um, that is the name of the game. Like if you are organized beforehand and making it happen, and being able to quick draw that kind of stuff, and you know where it is that like 10 out of 10 i love that stuff
1: and, and that was one of those where like i mean kind of our mo around here is kind of over the top like we we're always doing something that's that's crazy and better and cool like that's because mm-hmm. you got to do that like you got to be on top of it mm-hmm. and it was like you know i think it was cooper walked up, i'm like what if we put a drawer in the back of this and i'm like well yeah i can do it oh well, yeah let's put a drawer in the back of it so of course it's with, with any, pro- and even just the normal stuff, the normal toolbox and stuff on this truck, like I built because it wasn't drawn up and I've never built a flatbed out of anything before, let alone aluminum. A lot of things that would change <laughs> um, on the way I did it. Cause it some of the stuff I had to fight kind of fight myself and things I had done. Um, and that drawer, I had to move the air dryer and the air compressor for the rear oh. suspension. I had to move it like two inches lower. Because I was like before I was like, well, I want this as high as I can to get it up near the bed And then it was like, oh, there's gonna be a drawer there. So you screwed up Now you get to cut all this off <laughs> and redo it again I was like, well, we'll Cut it off and moved it down, down lower and was like, well, I still don't have a lot of room and Didn't want to cut up into the rear channel the rear uh, square tube that goes around the perimeter mm-hmm. and behind that is a four by four uh, Piece of angle and I'm like, well, that's a lot of strength and i don't really want to cut into that so i'm like i've got this much room i've got five inches of room and i'm like okay well it's going to be five inches tall then there's no getting around that how long can we make it well the next cross member is way up there Eh, we can take an inch notch out of that and we can get another three inches in front of that okay so it's going to be that long put a gun to my head i do not know the dimensions of that box (laughs) it is a certain length by a certain width and it was dictated by the rest of the inside of the bed (laughs) and it fits and it works and i probably measured it at some point (laughs) don't remember it
3: (laughs) for for those of you are thinking like air dryer for rear it's because it's got a a kelderman air ride rear suspension yeah yeah Yeah, we're we're those kind of a-holes we did 43s. Well,
2: I had a good question air, from yeah. someone that asked if they would need a air dryer for the air, for the, you know, like a suspension setup like that. And this is what I told them. If you're strictly relying on this air for your rear suspension, <laughs> get an air dryer. <laughs> yeah. Get, get all the stuff. Couldn't get hurt. All the stuff. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Don't, don't not get one. You're literally, that is your
1: rear suspension. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and that was another big. Uh, Hurdle for that flatbed is there's a little switch you hit on the dash and the whole air dumps out of the back of it and the truck sits on the ground well then you have a flatbed and you have to have wheel wells and when you set the thing down well you kind of you know you're gonna look like a dick if you set your bed down on your tires tires. (laughs) yeah so there's like a half an inch of clearance because i had to cut so far up into everything with the tires damn near touching the decking but it's built. I mean, there's a lot of strength. There's no strength lost in that bed. Yeah. There's so much aluminum in that bed, like it is heavy. Well, yeah, for
3: aluminum, it's probably yeah. heavy. And what you did with the the hitch? You know, the, oh yeah. The, yeah, having to move that up and down. But the the one of the things I love about that too that where I think a lot of the flatbed stuff ends up turning people off is even with your constraints, running a 43 inch tire and all that kind of stuff. The flatbed, in my opinion. I mean obviously a the 17 and up power strokes do have a pretty tall bed in general right that's one of my the styling cues that I love about them a deep bed is kind of tight I like that but the flat bed on that it doesn't look like it's like super tall off the frame rails at all yeah it looks like even though there's 43 inch tires and you can dump the air it still doesn't look like it's sitting super high at yeah. all there's a
1: lot of just regular old like first gen Cummins running around with beds that are that height yeah And, and that was, I think we laid a, like a two by four across the top of the tires and let all the air out of the bags and like took a measurement and we come up with nine inches or like nine inches is how like much room, how much drop we have. Mm -hmm. Like the bed has to be nine inches off of the frame or like, you know, it was whatever the measurement was. And that's what determined the rest of the flatbed was like that measurement was like, okay, we can, it drops this much. We need at least nine inches of height out of here build a bed
3: (laughs) well that's probably one of my my biggest pet peeves is when you do a flatbed especially if it's someone who's using as a work truck as much as i love lifted trucks i get it like don't get me wrong but if you're using a truck as a work truck and this bed is tall as shit (laughs) You know, not how, really, you know how much it sucks lifting stuff into. Like everybody thinks about flatbed, they think like, oh, tailgate. No, 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 no. Your tailgate is below the wheel wells. You have wheel wells in your bed. Remember, most flatbeds go on top of the wheel wells. Yeah. So now imagine you just lifted your sick ass truck, and you use it as a work truck, and now your bottom of your bed. Is that basically needs to be on top of your tires plus some inches because you don't have air ride because no. most people don't. And be honest, like, <laughs> like we're,
1: we're the cool kids. Yeah, we're yeah. A, the cool
3: kids. First, somehow we made it to be the
4: cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're lame because we yeah. acknowledged it. Yeah. yeah, now we're not cool anymore.
3: <laughs> Damn it! But you, and now you're lifting this whatever you're lifting into a bed normally into a table. You're lifting like eight to twelve inches higher than you were before. Yeah. That sucks on a lifted truck with 37s.
2: Well, I tell you what, with that particular truck, and that flatbed, <clears throat> I probably wouldn't put anything other than a freaking Baskin Robbins freaking ice cream cake in the back of that thing because <laughs> I I don't I wouldn't want to sc- <laughs> like it, it's definitely it's, gonna get it's scuffed pretty up. Yeah. it's pretty.
3: <laughs> so there's and one of the things that I do appreciate about the fabrication that you do, and uh, those of you that are wondering, yes, we fully realize that we're like well into like an hour and a half of this right now. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is how we roll yeah <laughs> um the so cycling back a little bit to long john silver and the inspiration and the guidelines are given to build this truck um those that may look at the inspiration like you were given like this truck needs to look badass it needs to look utilitarian yeah we get it it needs to look utilitarian keep in mind long john silver which I think and correct me if I'm wrong, like fully correct me if I'm wrong, that, that was probably like your first full like piece to resist on at dpp
1: Yeah. Like that, that was that was it.
3: Yeah, yeah. You had a lot of creative control over that. It was kinda like I want this, I want this, cool. And then all of a sudden you just kinda made really cool shit happen.
1: Yeah, that that whole truck, um, when it showed up, you know, everything we get is showroom fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, not to brag but we get to it's work nice. on cool stuff that's yeah. not rusty and my entire <laughs> life was working on rusty shit boxes so it's like oh cool when i put a wrench on this bolt it freaking turns that's <laughs> rad i've never had something like that before i own old fords yeah and we have salt on the roads but yeah it's it showed up um dave put an air compressor on it and did a really cool mount on the side of the frame to put an arb twin air and i think after that like I think i pretty much did everything on it um and you know the tires you know getting those 40s on there the 40 15 5 20s, and making them cool
2: dog the tires <clears throat> i remember going back to the shop watching you cut into that truck and i'm like oh i'm out <laughs> yeah that, that was the first time and i mean
1: everybody'd be like that's like sixty thousand dollar truck and you're just like taking a cutoff wheel too and I was like yeah I love this shit <laughs> I don't know if you know this but like I watch those videos where there's the guys that like airbag Lamborghinis and they're just like taking a, like not even a tape line they're just taking a body saw and like hacking wheel well out love it
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I think I had to cut the bedsides on the Raptor before that and that was like ripping the bandaid off I was like oh cool 2018 Raptor that's like worth more than like
4: Thirty like, of your any, trucks, yeah, <laughs> anything I've
1: ever owned combined, totally. And I'm like, yep, make a tape line, cut the <laughs> cut the sides of the bed off, like for this cool bumper. All right, yeah. <laughs> and so when long jar, I was like, well, I guess I'll take about, know, about this much off. <laughs> well, here's a piece of tape. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Not enough.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so the the what I'm trying to get out here. I don't want to like again I feel like we're two darned horns here a little bit but I'm going to throw this out there so the look with the utilitarian on Atlas and Long John Silver the piece resistance Jesse incarnation one if you will the at DDB. Uh, or PPU, whatever you want
1: to call it. Yeah, I, I've never built anything cool till I got here. Yeah, but the and I'm and I'm not even joking. Like the Crown Vic's probably it. Like I built a bunch of old crap. <laughs>
3: well, it was enough for me and Tyler to basically shoot our pants. Yeah, that
1: was yeah. like like I've built stuff my whole life. I've never finished a project. Like even the Crown Vic isn't finished. It just looks the
3: part. Yeah, <laughs> but the the fact that it has to look utilitarian. How nice is the paint of Long John Silver? It's nice. How nice is it currently? <laughs> and what, what I'm getting at is the like Brian Daily drives. Brian's the owner company. Brian Daily drives Long John Silver, and there, there is a method to the madness. The method method to like. I guess I'm trying to give ourselves a little bit of credit here. It's like we, we build
2: things to look each Hey good guys, and, Yeah. We use our shit. That's basically what I'm getting at. Yeah. The, <laughs> He's not afraid to throw some scratches in the side of that bad boy, a little redneck pinstripe. And it you know does. I mean. It's got dents
3: on the bed. Hell that, yeah. It does. Uh, like the we were doing a video of like showcasing the the doors opening on the toolboxes. I opened one door, it's a it's a freaking loaded gun. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I like opened the latch and I was like, I pulled it, like, oh, there's a gun. I should probably, like, check this thing. Oh, that's okay. I'm gonna load it. All. I'm going to put it back. <laughs> I'm just going to stand here. And anybody that needs to open that thing in case they didn't know, just so you know, like, don't freak out. Like, it, <laughs> there's a load of gun right there because Brian had it on his property. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a lot of property. And the truck gets used. Like, this you look at this paint and you take it to get detailed or something like that. I'm like, what have you been doing with this truck? It looks really nice. And then you start trying to wash it, like, this thing's scratched as shit.
1: <laughs> well yeah, it's, and we do have flares here. We have flares from freaking Iceland. Yeah, that yeah. got shipped here on a boat, I assume. <laughs> and
2: I or I had to order those and I was like, how's this work? Like <laughs> like what kind of money do you take? Do you take American dollars? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was like uh maybe it was like Monty Python. They got hauled here on some some swallows yeah. or whatever
2: yeah. the pigeons. They got here and on the do you. Do you yeah. know what's funny? Okay, so we ordered, and this is I'm not even going to say the name of the company, but,
1: but we probably because you can't because it's from Iceland and there's like thirty consonants in it.
2: No, there, <laughs> there's a lot. No, I'm saying I'm going to compare it to an uh, American oh. company. Okay, so. Which I kind of, maybe I shouldn't do this. I don't know. But this is kind of funny. This is America's Diesel podcast. Tyler, you do what you want, bud. Well, it's kind of talking kind of crap on American company. <laughs> I don't know if they outsource anything. But anyways, I ordered one body part for another rig that we have here. Okay. And I ordered fenders from Iceland <laughs> for this truck guess which one got here quicker <laughs> and was probably better quality <laughs> it's the fenders from freaking iceland i was like i look at the tracking i'm like wow those are delivering thursday wow that's incredible yeah. <laughs> like well, i ordered this other part from this other company like months ago yeah and there's not even a tracking now they're in montana <laughs> like yeah. they're not even that far away yeah, <laughs> yeah like i, I could th- drive there <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy
1: but yeah so it's like we've got those flares that need to go on because every time it rains and it gets taken down a dirt road, trucks brown. Yeah. yeah, like and that's it. I mean, and it's it's bad enough. Like you think, like well, yeah, truck gets dirty. It's got big tires and doesn't have mud flaps, and that's truck life. Yeah, it is. We get it, driver shit. Yeah, but when it physically covers the mirrors in mud to where you like can't and like the side windows and you can't see out of the truck anymore it's kind of an issue yeah and
3: you may be thinking to yourself like oh like stance life offset life no this is like the the exact opposite of that this is these wheels do not have a heavy offset no these wheels have the appropriate offset for a
2: fifteen-five wide, fifteen-five
4: <laughs>
3: wide forty-inch tire yeah. with proper trimming done by yours truly, yeah. Mr. Jesse, and it and it rubs the radius arms like yeah. That's
1: it's. I mean, it's got the right offset, but there's you're kind of in a box with a tire like that. Like it's like oh, it rubs the radius arms, yeah deal with it yeah. like There's that's no what other, you get yeah. we've
3: done everything we could doctor yeah. yeah that's as far as we can go like okay.
1: unless you're going to put three inches of backspace on this 12 inch wide wheel like you're done yeah name yeah. yeah. for me dog and we're not and we'll do that because because we have proper offset on our wheels on yeah. like some people yeah. that I see on the internet I'm that are gonna probably going to be like, "Oh, you, you, you build your truck how you like. It. I'll build mine how I like." It. Yeah, well, I don't like your stupid three-inch offset, twenty-four-inch no, American listen, we, Force
2: wheels. We have talked uh, <laughs> plenty of shit about people that like to replace wheel bearings, good <laughs> And ball joints and I'll, I'll all end, other steering components.
3: <laughs> I'll end that segment with, uh so Mark, our sales guy.
2: Oh yeah, get rid of that tip. Is it dude.
1: something about his exhaust tip? <laughs> Stupid ass tip.
3: <laughs> proper offset on the wheels. Yes. Proper yeah, proper offset. Proper offset. And
1: they're bronze.
3: Hell, bronze on the black truck. Yeah.
1: Ooh. I Ooh. I I tell you what. There's not many things better than a bronze method wheel. I don't care who you are, dude. I've been, wait,
2: I've been waiting to put a bronze wheel on something, and I I I look at my truck now, and I'm like, no, it's not getting bronze. I can't do bronze on it. I don't know why. I just can't do it. Yours needs titanium methods.
1: Yes, because that would look yes. good. But I swear to Christ, if you put a black wheel on that truck, I might I'm gonna do a black hunt wheel. you down. <laughs> I'm a... <laughs> because I'm going to have to mount them so I'm going to be the first one that knows. And like, oh, he's, these are the wheels
2: for Tyler. Tyler's going to intentionally screw up the lip of the wheel with Sorry. the tire machine. Oh to... man, I got to oh. totally polish these. <laughs> <laughs> might
3: as well take in to powder. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How do you like lime green? Yeah. <laughs> hey, actually it would match my side by side so. Oh, <laughs> color
3: match. Yeah. I've hey. uh, I've low key thought about uh we may not be friends after that, I say this. Oh. Well, you've heard it in the podcast. Has heard well, it.
2: you've already you've already went down a notch in my book because you said Gambler Five Hundred is better than the freaking Salt Flats, you freaking nutcase. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's debatable. I agree. That's probably not a good one. But uh, if I do end up having to actually like buy a new wheel set uh, for the blue truck, I kind of want to go bronze. Yes.
4: Oh yeah, my God. yeah.
3: No, can
1: support. Do you know why? Decision.
2: That truck has got some epic pinstriping on it, and you need to do, like, I feel like you need to do something, like, more old school on that truck, because of the pinstriping.
3: Well, okay, here's the thing. if there, there's, there's only two kinds of wheels that are going to go on that truck. Bronze is going to look too modern on that truck. Well, so there's only, again, there's only two types of wheels that are going to yeah. go on that truck. Either period correct, like Alcoa's or some of the like, or 20 by 10 method bronze. <sighs>
1: Now see that's the thing that, that would be cool All about 37s the, yeah. by the way yeah. because you're not making it like and take this in the spirit which is thin you're not mm-hmm. making it like a super nice truck it's not going to be like concourse oh, restored absolutely truck not. like it's getting a crappy steel flatbed that i have put on it that thing with the old pinstriping and the old blue paint and the dents and a shitbox flatbed and Bronze 17-inch methods and 37s is going to be
3: tight.
2: Yeah, I think that you need to find someone to do some like blue pinstriping on the bronze wheels.
3: I'll do it. That's fine. I'll do it. I, I can. And agree that's the that. only way yeah. that would make it work. If they can match the the blue, like not the blue of the truck, the light blue of the pinstriping, yes. on those bronze Tie it wheels all together. The, and, and see that
2: that'd is be a gonna, slight little subtle touch. Be like you look at it closer, like. This guy's got freaking pinstriping on his truck. That's where it's gonna bring wheels. that truck
3: together. We're like, I imagine like you're at a cars and coffee, and for some reason my blue truck's
1: there. Cause, cause
3: I'm an asshole and I brought my blue truck.
1: Porsche, Porsche, Ferrari, yeah. Corvette, 90s Ford.
3: Yeah. yeah, 90s Ford. And they're looking at it, and they're like, Well, there's a puddle under it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But when he came in, it sounded roided. And they look at it and it's like, well, the springs are new, because all my leaf springs are They would be new at that point. The, yeah. the bed has been like roller. Bedlined if I did that, <laughs> and the the wheels. Well, for some reason these wheels are like factory fresh methods. With <laughs> some a hole spent the time to actually pinstripe them, and they pop the hood, and there's like dude. Big I will return, all this. That. Like, yeah. just, this net, like <laughs> they're gonna pop a strike. Be like, I want to punch you and buy you a drink at the same time. Yeah, is there yeah. a way we can? Do I want to hate
2: you, but yeah. I can't.
3: Can I? <laughs> Can I buy two drinks and throw one in your face and share one with you? Is yeah. like, can we do that? Like, <laughs>
2: can we do that? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, oh,
3: gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our intro into Jesse's life at DPP. And he will be back. Don't worry. I know this is a long one. He will be back, though.
2: I'm sure he's got a lot more stories he can share with us about trucks oh, yeah. and all c- sorts c- of things. Because I'll be honest,
3: honest, the what we were supposed to talk about in this podcast, we didn't even talk about we even talk about the O seven. Yeah, oh yeah, we didn't even get there. No. The conversation actually just took us to me getting light blue pinstripes on bronze method wheels for my OBS. Well, here
1: oh, we'll do the uh, the Ricky Bobby recap of the 07. Go. Uh, it's a truck. It's uh, <laughs> pretty cool. I'm not really sure what to do with my hands here, but it's, uh, it's a it's O seven Dodge. It's got what 434. Yeah. To the tires. To the tire which is rad on just like what is now considered an old truck um really clean grandpa truck not going to be for long axles are out of it as of today early hover truck yeah it's uh currently getting a truss fit to the front axle which is not as much fun as i hoped
3: yeah um save that because we're going to talk about in your next episode can do okay so ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening this long if you have Full-on, uh, make sure and follow Jesse if you want to live vicariously through a, a young American, full-on American man buying and selling old shit straight up. Just like, I don't have any, like, motorcycles, trucks, Jeeps, I yeah. don't care. And I'm not trying to say you're, like, an old shit kind of guy. Because No,
2: don't he's don't a think. motorhead. I am
1: an old shit kind of guy. <laughs> he's <kinda> a, motorhead.
2: <laughs> he's <laughs> a motorhead. He's right. a motorhead. He's a, he's, he's... I'm yeah. currently
1: on an 80s trip. I bought an 80s Honda, and 80s Corvette, an 80s Chevy pickup. We're kind of living in the 80s. I'm going to grow a mullet.
2: <laughs> you don't have to do much. You just have to yeah. trim those sides, yeah. and you're, you're good.
3: I'm with you on that <laughs> one. So make sure and give him a follow, Outlaw Ford Man on the old Instagram. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching. I really hope you enjoyed this insight into Jesse. And if you want to hear more, you have any questions for him, post them up. My name's Ben. I'll find him. That's Tyler behind the Corey. Th- behind, behind the, the Cory. Behind the camera. That's Corey. And we appreciate every single one of you. I love you lots. We love you. Bye. You going to close it out, Jesse? Yeah. Bye.
1: Thanks. Awesome. First <laughs> podcast for me. Woo!
3: Yeah. You sound great <laughs> on Mike. I love you, man.
2: Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.